0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us again on Time to Believe, a system about life, living, in love. Today, I have some special, wonderful guests with me, Brayden and Seth. They are missionaries to uh, Texas, the Bridgeland, Texas, where we do our podcast. And they are here today kind of just to to, uh, uh, talk about the system, really to talk about faith, what their faith is and what they believe. And uh, God has brought them down from Idaho and Utah so you know just pray for them because they you know they're in texas and that's a that's a shock i know when i moved here from (laughs) north mississippi i thought it was a shock but they're they're a lot further than i than i ever was so welcome to time to believe we're gonna we're gonna do the podcast today uh but we're also gonna gonna continue to do it probably about two three times so it's not just gonna be a one-time event and we want you to share it we want you to have a uh an idea of what these young men are about. They are precious to me. They're, they're great young guys. And uh, they're full of faith. They're full of hope. They love the Lord. And uh, let's see. We're going to start off by just introducing yourself and where you're from. And uh, we want to discuss faith, first of all. What 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 does faith mean to you?
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for having us. Having us. Uh, it's really a privilege. We for didn't sure. know we were going to do this on our mission. So, mm-hmm. you know, but... It's a testimony to me that you know that God, God sends you to where you need to be and uh, he has people in your, your path that he, he needs for you to, to cross paths with and to be mutually blessed by other people. Everyone in their respective backgrounds and experiences, everyone has a story to tell and has wisdom to share and so we're just grateful. But I'm from I'm Elder Peterson, I'm from Orem, Utah originally and uh born and raised and then when i was 19 i came out here on my mission we generally serve for about two years and so i've been out for 16 or 17 months and i'll go home early 2021 Mm
2: -hmm. and i'm elder kohler or seth I'm, i'm from boise idaho and just like elder peterson i've been out here in texas i've been out for only about five months though so I've got a little ways to go, but I've loved the time that I've been out here. It's been amazing, amazing people out here. And I'm 19. I went to a year of college before this at Brigham Young University in Utah, but now I'm out on my mission. It's awesome. been great.
0: Awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about your faith, about how has faith impacted your life? What, what I'm sure that drives you to, to be missionaries and to be down in Texas, but what is your faith about? What does it mean to you? Hmm.
1: I mean, faith, faith has always been a, a principle of action to me. I mean, without, without action, I mean, we read in James that faith without works is dead. Um, so when we talk about faith, it's more than just a system of beliefs or values. It's about what are you doing with that, that system of belief and values? Mm-hmm. Um, are you living your life differently? Are you um, seeking to bless the lives of others and to make a difference? In the world and so my faith which is rooted in in Jesus Christ has led me to make necessary changes in myself but then also seek to have more charity more compassion and love for others um, to try to help them and point them to the the healing and uh, redeeming grace of the Savior because it's not it's not my gospel it's not my power it's it's uh something that I was pointed to and I was able to find and now it's just uh, I consider it an honor and a duty to to share it with others and to uh, be a witness be a witness of the reality the reality of it it's real and it's it's here and we're just trying to share it we're trying to share it with whoever whoever's willing to hear and listen you know
2: Mm -hmm. like Elder Elder Peterson was saying faith is to me it's really been based on action but also as I've come to learn more about it I've realized it's all about that confidence in the faith, right? That's when the, when the miracle comes is when the confidence is behind that faith. And it's only once that happens that those things can be done or your life can be changed or you can ch- touch the lives of other people. So that's one thing that's really hit home for me recently is about that confidence. You have confidence that Jesus is your Savior, that Jesus really lived and he really died for us and he lived again, right? It's that confidence.
0: That's good stuff. These young men are smart, people. I might just have them take over the podcast and I'll retire. Because <laughs> they, they really are. It's It does my heart good as somebody that's much older than them to see their passion. And, and I think that when you see a young person with passion, whatever that passion might be, you know, but to have that, that distinct focus and passion for it, it just... It, y'all blessing me it really touches my heart <laughs> what about your belief system where did you where did you gain I know you gained faith I'm sure through your family your church community but what is your belief system what is the core of what you believe I think having faith is one thing in God but you have to have a belief system mm-hmm. um, I'm not talking about denominations or different you know aspects of your faith group I'm just saying your belief system what, mm-hmm. what do you think is at the core of your belief system
2: mm-hmm core of our belief system would definitely be jesus christ mm-hmm. jesus christ is where it all roots back to he we can attribute everything that we have and everything that we will have to jesus christ right mm-hmm. so that's definitely
1: definitely the core i would say and just the nature of his plan because um, there's a reason that he he did what he did and he uh lived a perfect life and he was able to pay the price for our sins that was all for a greater purpose and to me it's that hope for redemption, it's the ability to change through his grace. Uh, I mean the scriptures say that the natural man is an enemy to God um, so whoever hearkens to the the Holy Spirit and puts off the natural man, they're able to become a saint through Christ's sacrifice, his mm-hmm. atonement and so we're able to overcome our our carnal natures so we're able to become born again new creatures in christ Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what it's all about right if i was just going to be the same person forever that's one thing but for me christ's grace has been able to change my heart change my desires um into that's good
0: stuff you know that that young man's preaching to me (laughs) it's just good it's good to hear because it's so solid truth it's just solid truth um what about action i mean with your particular faith group is it a recommendation? Is it, is it a prerequisite that you have to serve on a mission field? Or is it something that you've been called to? So mm-hmm. I'd like to know more more about your faith group and how mm-hmm. it operates in the sense of, does every young person have to go serve as a missionary mm-hmm. in a particular place for a period of time? Mm-hmm. Or is it something you choose to do or you call to do? Can you share a little bit about that if you don't mind?
1: Yeah, no, not a problem. That's a good question. It's, uh, so for those that don't know, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's really common to have uh, youth or younger, you know, the younger generation to go serve missions. But it's not a, a requisite. It's not required. And I would certainly hope that no one would feel like they're worth any less or looked down upon for not for not serving. It's something that we all we choose to do, and we're grateful for the opportunity to do it. Um, and for those that don't go, that's totally fine, too, you know. They have, uh, God has a mission and a purpose for them elsewhere. Um, But do you want to talk more about the kind of how we get called out here and what we do?
2: Yeah, I'd love to. So it kind of goes back a little bit. Prior to going on your mission, you kind of put in, not an application, but you kind of sign up saying that you you want to serve a mission, right? And so you fill out all these things and then um, you don't choose where you go. You get assigned a place to go randomly, semi-randomly at least. We have no idea where we're going, and then by we, revelation, right? by revelation, um, wow! We receive our mission call, and we just open it up and read it, and that's where we're going for the next next two years, and that's where we devote all our time and our attention and and all of those things to. Is just that's from amazing. that that revelation that calls us to. So a place. once
0: after your mission, and you go back to, or you go back home, or you're going back to your both of your homes, mm-hmm. and from that point, what happens? Do you uh, ask God to lead you maybe toward seminary or toward more theological study or is it more missionary based or it's starting a family or, or going to work I mean what how is that what does work well how does that work I'm asking mm-hmm. after you get back from mission yeah
2: for sure I think we like to to make it known that we're we're called on our missions right now but part of our mission is also to be disciples for our whole life and also to be missionaries for our whole life Okay. so right now we're doing this full time but when we go home it's no different right? we should always be, be sharing the word of God and, and talking about Jesus Christ
0: sure Yeah. but do you have a plan I guess the next stage would be to action what is your mm-hmm. action plan after your mission mm-hmm. what do you feel like God's calling you to do is, is it to settle down in your home or is it to maybe pursue something else What what is your talents and your gifts what do you want to pursue after your mission Mm-hmm. What would you like to pursue? what you think God's calling you to do?
1: Man I'm, I'm listening I'm listening real intently to hear what he's got planned for me but you know I think we all have our, our different career paths and things that we want to do and I, I certainly hope that we're seeking to use our gifts that we've been given and I've always felt like I've been able to connect with people. Uh, I'm a pretty good listener. And so I'll probably do something with that. I want to work with people. But I have my passions, you know. I love, I love cars. I love sports. I played basketball through school and stuff. And so I'm not entirely sure what I'll be doing. But I think I look at my mission as just a springboard for the rest of my life. I'm learning now to uh, how I can be a, a disciple of Jesus Christ for the rest of my life. Um, continue my my ministry. It doesn't have to end when I take off the badge or I, sure. I go back home. So, uh, does that kind of answer your question? Sure,
0: absolutely. What about you, Seth? What what is you think God's calling you to do after? Is it go back to college? Is it a career path that you just, mm-hmm. you see yourself going down? Or?
2: No, I wish I had all the answers for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, like, fine. Well, like Elder Peterson, that yeah, I'm just just waiting for it, and I'm sure God will guide me one way or another. Probably you... going back to college and. And eventually getting an education, having a family, those types of things, of course. But um, Tell them what you went to school for. Yeah, when I was at, at college, I was studying in finance. So we'll see if that, you never know with college, but we'll see if that keeps coming true.
0: Wow, that's good. Yeah. So you might be the next um, Bill Gates or something? <laughs> we'll Look, see. You can get a lot of money. you got we'll to remember an old man. You can get, you know, I'm not saying for you to just sow a seed into the ministry, but if you become a billionaire, you know what I mean? A dollar or two wouldn't hurt, right?
2: Give Rowdy a shout out. That's what I'm talking about. Don't forget
0: about, about, us. <laughs> yeah. a, don't forget about it, us. Don't forget about it. Don't forget about little guys. here. Yeah. No, we wish you the best. And and look, none of us know, even in my age, none of us know, you can choose a career path and you can choose what you feel like God wants you to do. But I think in, if I can give you a little bit of advice, is that just be open to what God has for you. And I know y'all both know that mm-hmm. because it might not be exactly what you decide to do. It might say, God might say, no, I need you to go in this direction. And uh, just be open and say, yes, Lord, here I am. Use me wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, your commitment level to what you believe and your action plan took a big... How did y'all feel when you was packing up at home uh, concerning commitment? How did you feel not necessarily knowing where you're going to be going? I mean, that ex- was it excitement? Was it a little scary? Was it... I mean, I know you had to pack your bags to come to Texas. How did that feel? I know you had a level of commitment, I want to go, but there might have to be something like Texas? I mean, <laughs> You got really? that right, yeah. You know, so talk to me about commitment. What kind of commitment level does it take for y'all two to leave your homes, your families, to come? I know you were driven by the Holy Spirit, and I know you were driven by God to be here, and I'm grateful for that, personally. But talk to me about the commitment level at the beginning. What did it take? What, uh, what, what was your thought process?
2: Well, for me, I kind of always grew up knowing I was going to serve a mission at one point or another. When when time came, I would probably go and do it. And it, I did. But leading up to it, like you were saying, Roddy, I kind of had had to figure out where the commitment was, right? You got to figure out. This is a long period of time, two years, to commit to when you're only 18, 19 years old. Two years is quite a big chunk of time for us. So going out, I think, um, eventually, not eventually, but... I got to a point where I was excited. When I received my mission call, um, there was a lot of questions, you know, like, is this the right thing? And Like, deep down I knew it was, but it's when I received that mission call, it was just a testimony builder to me. It just sat right. I knew that Heavenly Father, God, He really wanted me to come to Texas and I had things to do. And so that kind of led me up until, until the day I left. I just knew it was the place for me.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: I think for me, where what was hard to commit to was just my, the calling. I knew that the calling had come and that I had been asked to go, because um, I had applied, right? And I had applied and I, I got my letter saying I was going to Texas. And the feelings that I was having were just inadequacy. I, uh, I felt kind of like, you know, when Moses said, he said, I- I'm not eloquent. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I'm quite up for this. I, I questioned my doctrinal knowledge. I questioned if I if I really knew enough to be able to convince or to teach or to uh, persuade. But I uh, it was a step of faith to get on that plane, and I um it, I mean the Lord was with me every step of the way. He was there comforting me and uh, giving me that assurance. So I had the faith to to get out here and. As I've continued on that commitment, um, teaching people or promising them uh, that their lives are going to change through the gospel, um, that assurance, that thing that we call faith, you know, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That assurance has grown, um, I would say, linearly with my commitment. Mm. The more I'm able to say, yeah, this is what I've been asked to do. And I know because I've had I've had experiences, uh, miracles, answered prayers that I've seen. That assurance just um, goes up, and it gives us real power to get up every morning and be committed. That's know?
0: good. What do you would commit? What would you say is the meaning of success is to you? What do you see success in the mission you've been called to? I know you've probably have some testimonies of answered prayers. Give us just a little tidbit, both of you, about what do you consider success is? Because to every individual is different, especially at every age level. we have listeners from your age to my age, you know? So, and everybody sees success in a different way. When you mention the word success, a lot of people, oh, it's, it's a big home, it's finances, it's a beautiful wife, it's kids. And, and for me, that's not, it's important and it's a blessing, but success to me is just to have a peace of mind. And that only can come through Christ. That only can come through Jesus. Without that, eternal life is success to me and everything leaps out of that comes out of that but to you at your age and what your your mission and what you've been called to do what do you see what what do you see success at now mm-hmm. you know what? what would be your definition now with your experiences
2: yeah i would definitely have to say success my perspective is has morphed and changed a little bit while i've been on my mission i've really come to realize that it's changing people's lives right whether you're, you're helping them with something temporal or something um, physical or if you're helping them with something spiritual, helping them come closer to Christ. Any any sort of change in another person that's positive that can come back from me and Heavenly Father, that to me is success right there. That's good. It's changing people's lives even if it's just a little bit.
1: Yeah. And it's that change I think that is, I would agree. It's, Am I the same person that I was yesterday, or a year ago, or five years ago? Because if I if I came out on this mission and went home the same person, it would have been for nothing. No matter what I did during those two years, if I if I go back home um, and I just my my commitment to Christ is the same as when I left, then I don't feel like there there was a lot of a point. I think God sent us here on this earth to 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 change christ said marvel not that ye must be born again mm-hmm. you have to become a new creature there's a progression that's absolutely needed um in this life we need to be learning and growing and constantly um becoming more and more committed to to the savior and to his plan for us
0: that's good stuff man i'm telling there's some smart young men here um and then the last thing, I guess we can discuss kind of an overview until we get together again and talk more in depth about your personal lives and what's going on with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of giving an overview. But what do you consider happiness? Because time to believe comes to the end of, of, of the system with happiness. What does happiness mean to you? Happiness to me, and I've said it at the beginning of the podcast when we first started a few months ago, when I, if, if I can give you a picture of happiness... It's sitting, it's, it's a picture of me and my family on the beach of Hawaii. We were all there together, and my family being on the beach in Hawaii, that was, that's my happy place. You know, when I consider having a bad day, or my prayer is not being answered like I think it should be answered, or, you know, I'm going back to the flesh instead of the spirit, uh, I, I picture that in my mind. I drink a cup of coffee from Hawaii, and it brings me back to that spot. That's happiness for me. It's not about everything else in life. It's not about all of, you know, finances and houses. And as long as my family were together there, we were happy to see the joy on their face being there. And us being in unity was the greatest joy as a dad, you know, as a husband. So give me a picture. I know you come from, man, probably some very scenic uh, areas of the country that i haven't seen yet hopefully god will open up the <laughs> opportunity for me to see it but if you can give me a picture of your life at this point of what your happiness would be give me a picture or give our audience a picture of what you consider happiness to you
1: um that's a good question a thought-provoking one i think um for me when initially when you asked a question i was thinking in my head and for me, happiness does not necessarily mean the absence of opposition or trials or stresses, because there are. I find a lot of my joy in just the. I don't want to say busyness, but the, the abundance of things, the abundance of work that I feel like we have to do as missionaries. We're we have a busy schedule, but it's not busy just to be busy. It's busy because. There are so many wonderful people in this area that were able and fortunate enough to help, and that's where I find my happiness. But I, then I think of paradise, right? My, like you mm. made your picture, and my paradise probably in a, a garage somewhere working on an old Mustang or something. But um, I, I think that I'm most happy uh, when I'm. I mean, I picture myself. Teaching someone about the gospel, and being able to see them at a future place, at a future time, when they've made the necessary changes that they need to make in order to align them their their lives more with Christ and His teachings, I can I when I'm teaching someone about the gospel, and I can see them um, not as who they are at that moment, but as who they can become. That is one of my favorite moments as a missionary where I just feel like I'm just happy, happy to be here on my mission, happy to uh, know these people and to witness Christ changing lives.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. What about you, Seth? Where's your happy place?
2: Yeah, I would say a lot of the same things. I think my mission is put, as I've said earlier, it's put it in perspective. Happiness, it comes from having that peace, like you were talking about, Rowdy, that peace and that faith For yourself but also having having that with other people so that's where happiness comes is from the people that we get to associate with and and the lives that we get to touch as far as like specifics i don't know i'm 19 years old (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see where where i go but um there's a lot of things that go into and i but i think it all roots back to that faith where we find that happiness
0: and i think it's y'all if i can say one's 19 and one's 20 20, 20. 20, 20, yeah. So, yeah, your perspective is not my perspective. But I see that at my age, I wasn't as, uh, I wasn't saved. I wasn't a Christian. I, I didn't become a Christian till I was 28. Um, I was in bars, partying, playing music, doing my own thing. So my perspective was trying to be a rock star, trying to, to make it in the music industry. Uh, never achieved it god didn't want me to do that i had an opportunity to play music professionally for a living and i'm grateful for that but that's not where god ultimate direction was when he called me to ministry when i gave my heart to christ in 94 he called me to ministry in 99 uh from that point on it's been just like a jet airplane from all areas and all perspectives Mm -hmm. but happiness at that point man when i was sitting behind my drum kit on a personal level it was like I had a smile on my face, like, yeah, this is it. It's just so much. And even today, I get a chance to play. Uh, when I get a chance to play, I still have that same. It's like you're talking about working on a car. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about that in the next podcast. Yeah, you're, We we grounded in everybody that's been listening is that you're so strong in your faith and you're committed in your action plan and your belief system. But I want to get a little more personal in a sense so people can picture their own happiness. What... Out of their faith, out of their belief system, out of their commitment and action, yes, mm-hmm. success comes, but also happiness. But also, as human beings, working on a car is pretty cool. You know, it just, it's just that's cool. I got a old truck outside, so I love doing those things, being hands-on with things, because we're still human beings and we still have dreams and ambitions and hopes. It doesn't necessarily, are evil or bad. Uh, working on a Mustang in a garage is not evil. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take, you know, if you if you got you know, four cases of beer and you got heavy metal music on and and you, you know, got women half naked around you, then you could say, yeah, that's not a pretty picture. So I I don't want people to have a a perspective, the people around the world who are listening to us, to say that happiness, yes, it is your spiritual intent. It is your, your faith in Christ. It is your personal journey and faith with the God that you choose to serve. But it also is, as human beings, if you like to paint, go paint. If you like to play basketball, go play basketball. Mm -hmm. Do something outside to just, this is so fun. This is fun. Because I think life's supposed to have joy and have fun. You know, it doesn't mean that go and do crazy stuff. I'm not talking about going out in extremes, because people like to do that. If you like to skydive, God bless you. (laughs) I'll pray for you. I'm not doing that. My wife would be right. The first one there, the last one to leave. You can be more adventurous, but... Just enjoy life. I think God has placed us on this earth to enjoy it. Just to enjoy the beauty of where you've come from. I might not never see, but you have. But I can see where you come from through your eyes. And I think if the world would be, be a better place if we could see Idaho through your eyes. Yeah, You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what people need, especially with the pandemic, the political situation that we're, we're in in the United States. It's a mess for whatever stripe, whatever belief system, whatever candidates you choose that's your business but we can come together as humanity and enjoy where god has put us if it's just for a moment and Mm -hmm. say hey man i might not be where i want to be i might not be at where i need to be but i'm okay today and i want to leave i want to leave us there you're okay i want to encourage you you are important you are valued you have been created by your creator god has a plan for your life you might not seem like right now you, you might not think it right now. You might be in a situation or a place where you think, well, you don't even have no idea. You know, you don't even know what I'm going through. And I don't. But I also know that we serve a big God. And He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, imagine, or think. He can bring you from Idaho to Texas in a bedroom to do a podcast. <laughs> and if He can do that in Utah. If He can do that, guess what? He can do anything. But I'm grateful for these young men. We'll be doing more podcasts with them. Would you pray for them uh, on your own personal level, wherever you are in the world? Pray for them that God will continue to use them and continue to uh, bless them. And my prayer for both of them is that they get back home, they finish their education, whatever endeavor they choose to do, that God will bless them with some godly women and they can get married and have a family and be successful all the days of their life. Because that's truly what the mission of God is. It's to take a life that has been broken, destroyed, whether it's our own fault or somebody else's fault, restore it and then show the world the beauty of who He is. And uh, so we're grateful for for that. Look at it tonight again. If you're around the world, whatever time frame that you might be listening to this, please share it. Share it with other people who might need to hear some inspiring words from two of my friends and my brothers in Christ. And uh, hopefully we'll get together next week. We'll record some more so you can share more intimate about their lives. I know they're kind of shy but now that we've done it i think they'll open up a little bit more about about their dreams and ambitions and things that they want to do because i love to hear it it encourages me as an older gentleman it encourages me to hear their dreams and their ambitions because as we speak forth i think things come to pass hmm. and god has given them a set of skills and a set of talents and a set of of things that only they can achieve in life and them coming from their homes to be missionaries they are on solid ground because not too many people would do that and they did it and god's honoring them and they seen god move in their lives so what a, a great opportunity for them to go back home and to see god move even more uh my prayer is that they they go all around the world my prayer is that they see things they've never seen before experience things they never experienced before my prayer is that one day they can look back at this as old men sitting in their rocking chair with their grandchildren and tell a story about a bedroom (laughs) with a tattooed free preacher that they can say, Hey man, we had a good time. We had a good day. It was a good day. And, uh, that's what it's all about because we'll be together for eternity. So if we can't get along now on earth, we sure won't be able to get along. Look, there's not going to be denominations in heaven, folks. Sorry. You're not going to have a Baptist section (laughs) and a Catholic section. We will all bow down and prostrate ourselves before the King of King and Lord of Lords. And, uh, That's going to be a good day. And I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to spending eternity with my my King, my Redeemer, but also spending eternity with my new brothers. And maybe we'll, if they come down in heaven, down the Golden Road, and they see my house, and it's the loudest one, and we're having a party (laughs) with a bunch of motorcycles in front of it, they don't know exactly where where I'm at.
1: We we made it. We made it. It's
0: awesome. It's awesome. We're having a great day. So, look, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week, next Sunday. And uh, we'll have some more podcasts with with these two uh, wonderful young men. And uh, let's see what God's going to do. So God bless you. Have a great time. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.